Welcome to the Scott Shepherd Podcast. I am a man on a mission to create an army of independent writers, creators, and thinkers who make a hell of a living doing what they love. And it all starts with one thing, and that is doing things the old way, the hard way, the deliberate way, the anti-net way. Listen in as I share thoughts and rants of what goes on behind the scenes as I create an independent knowledge empire where I get to spend my days doing what I love, reading, writing, and thinking while making a hell of a living and helping my people do the same. Hello, ladies and gentlemen and friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Daily Scott Shepherd, a Double Eagle podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by sexually frustrated Aztec warriors.com. Uh, check out their website. It will ensure that you no longer suffer f- sexual frustrations caused by the white man. And on that note, I would like to announce that today's episode is episode 150. Wait, I have my Saturday notes in front of me. God damn it, I can't do anything right in this world. Uh, 160, ladies and gentlemen, 160 of the Daily Scott Shepherd. It is being recorded on a Monday at 2.09 p.m. from Little Italy, San Diego, California. And before I started this episode, I was going to try a new format where I just jumped right into the content, and then after the episode ended, I would go back and tell you a little bit about how the episode went and what to expect. However, I'm just going to tell you what to expect, and hopefully I don't veer too far off track. So here's the deal. For the past while, meaning at least for the past 160 days, I have been fascinated and obsessed with this world of uh, known as personal knowledge management. And personal knowledge management is essentially just a fancy euphemism for note-taking and note-taking tools and productivity tools such as, you know, workflows and, you know, to-do lists and Evernote and all of that bullcrap. And side note, I hate Evernote. It sucks balls. It always has and always will. I've tried it so many different times and, and different implementations. There's actually a better, 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 there's actually a better tool if you wish to choose the popular route, yet the, well, the the worst route, which is to choose a note-taking method that revolves around the digital realm. And that digital tool is called Obsidian, obsidian.md. Now, I use Obsidian for writing. I love the customization of it. And I love, it's almost like a, a software editor, a code editor, like VS Code or Sublime Text or TextMate or um, whatever other is popular, Atom. A-T-O-M. It's like that for writers. And it's like an IDE for writers, essentially. But it is intended and built mainly to try to duplicate and replicate a philosophical concept inspired by a professor of sociology who is no longer on this planet and living that goes by the name of Nicholas Luhmann. Nicholas Luhmann was a prolific writer He published about 60 books. Don't quote me on the exact number, but it's around there. It's it's something high enough to impress you. And the reason why it's impressive is because it is 
comprised of the most well-researched, well-backed, in-depth, hard-to-read social sciences and sociology type of work. He also had a hand in pioneering systems theory, which you may have heard of if you've ever read Farnham Street or Poor Charlie's Almanac or, quite frankly, read something other than Think and Grow Rich. (laughs) So, why am I talking about this? Well, I would like to try something out. I'm going to be reading. You see, every day I try to write out some thoughts or ideas that I have. Some days I write out more than others. Well, yesterday I wrote out the following thought and piece when I was reading a book called How to Take Smart Notes. Now, How to Take Smart Notes is a fantastic book in many ways. In fact, I would say 80% of it is good. However, the author makes some critical missteps and he overlooks some important, in fact, the most important part of Lumen's note-taking system. However, there are still a lot of gems to be gathered from this book. Now, I've read it once. I read it several months ago, and I've just started rereading it, and I I can't remember the last time that I've actually read a book and reread a book this quickly. In fact, I it's hard for me to reread books because I just get freaking bored. Like I love the the idea that I'm reading something absolutely new that will transform my life because it's new. Um, that's one of the things I think that attracts me to reading is, uh, well, there's always a new book and my ADHD mind loves the idea of new, learning new things. And it's not just ADHD. I like to I like to project a lot of blame on, on, on ADHD and calling myself unique. I just have properties and traits of someone that, well, exhibits ADHD. And quite frankly, I think it is a major advantage in life. It's just kind of, it's almost like a personality type and everyone has a personality, right? So, and that is obviously medical advice and I am a licensed, obvious therapist and you should not listen to your psychologist or psychiatrist and just do every single thing I say without researching anything I say and with relying blindly and completely on every single thing I'm saying. And you should also not have the capacity to delineate between sarcasm and when one is deadly serious. So, anyways, in this book, I was rereading it yesterday, and here's what I found, is its main thesis, and by the way, the, the book makes it very clear who who it is for and what it is for. The book is written, How to Take Smart Notes, for writers, students, academics, as well as nonfiction writers. This can be found on the very first page of the book. Now, the main thesis centers on analyzing and teaching Nicholas Lumen's method, the tools, which he advises is worth your time because it unlocked a prolific amount of material to be published by this man, Nicholas Lumen. You know, 60 books, like I mentioned. Unfortunately, though, he interprets and translates, he meaning the author of How to Take Smart Notes, he interprets and translates the method incorrectly 
in some critical areas. He also misses the potential good he could have done by teaching the world the power of analog, the power of offline, the power of doing things essentially the hard way, not the digital way. And this is something that Ryan Holiday has discussed and talked about that has been a cornerstone and key to his success. Same with Robert Greene, who wrote The 48 Laws of Power and Mastery and a number of other books, The Laws of Human Nature. He's a great writer. He does it all through note cards, ladies and gentlemen, the offline way. But their way, actually, although it has served them very well in their writing careers, it is not as exceptional and game-changing as how Nicholas Lumen architected his, which I have been doing for the past, I don't know, three to four months. And one of the major premises, let's go back to the book, one of the major premises that Ahrens, which is the name of the author, he presents as a benefit of Zeitelkasten. And Zeitelkasten is the German word for note box. Zeitel, Z-E-T-T-E-L, means note, and Kasten means box. Okay. So the main benefit that that the author of How to Take Smart Notes highlights is that, well, the notion that you will be able to make your life a lot easier and a lot more enjoyable while at the same time, it will enable you to write something like 60 books, right? And he highlights this by stating very early on that the Zeitelkasten method is so powerful that it turned, quote, the son of a brewer into one of the most productive and revered social scientists of the 20th century. He says that, ladies and gentlemen, on page five. And a favorite quote of Lumen that he constantly hangs on to and references repeatedly throughout the book, it centers around Lumen declaring that, quote, I never force myself to do anything I don't feel like. Whenever I am stuck, I do something else. Here's the problem. This is misleading because Lumen was not talking about his method being Zeitelkasten as the thing that is enjoyable and easy. In fact, writing by hand is hard as hell. It takes so much freaking time. I used to bust out so much content in notes when I got obsessed with Obsidian back in maybe January or February. Soon as I moved to the offline world, hell, I spent a lot more time thinking deeply, writing deeply, and doing a lot less. However, the stuff that I did, I remembered, and it was committed to memory. And it changed my mindset. No longer was everything so easy to copy, paste, create, to, to, to write. It's so much faster to write in the digital digital world, okay? especially if you know, know how to type without looking at the keyboard. And that's something I encourage you all to do. I did it. I, I did that and learned how to teach myself how to type 
myself my freshman year of, of college in my dorm room, which was smaller than, well, the, the note boxes that I shoved my note cards into. And well, I took Mavis Beacon teaches typing and that little beautiful gem of a wonderful woman with her virtual overlaid self teaching me how to type changed my life and it made me able to bust out typing a lot faster. Okay, so anyways, the problem with RNs and how to take smart notes is that he he quotes Lumen as saying that it makes his life easy and if it gets hard, he moves on to something else, right? The problem is this. Lumen was not talking about Zytokostin. He was talking about writing. You see, here's Lumen's full quote. He says, I only do what is easy. I only write when I immediately know how to do it. If I falter for a moment, I put the matter aside and I do something else. The reading or the reason writing was so easy for him was because his note-taking method was a long, hard, arduous period where he wrote his ideas out, his thoughts out by hand. And this is a critical thing that plagues much of the book, How to Take Smart Notes. And the thing is, here's the sad thing, is How to Take Smart Notes is the best book and piece of material out there to actually learn Lumen's method, but it's still wrong. <laughs> so, because, I mean, if you Google Zytokostin or or search the stuff online, I swear every single article is absolutely wrong. The only piece of material that is right is two things. Number one is the actual source. They've started to digitize Lumen's, uh, Lumen's material, his notebox files. And you'll have to use Google Translate, which I'm uh, nerdy enough to have done and I've gone through. And it would take aeons for me to actually finish it. And there, you know, you, you click into certain notes in this archive and it's like, you'll get a message that that's like, okay, this one's scheduled to be completed by like the year, you know, by August, 2023, this one is scheduled to be completed, you know, by May, 2022. Like it's a prolific amount of material. Okay. And if you don't want to do that and turn into your own private investigator in, in the archives of this profound methodology, then the other thing you can do is look up and do some research and use Google Scholar. And there's several papers out there where you can find, I believe, uh, I don't know, just, just, I'm not going to get into which one it is, but you'll find it if you do enough digging in Google Scholar. Okay. I'm not going to share it with you right now because it's something, quite frankly, that is going to be best left to and shared in explicit detail that has never actually ever been taught correctly, at least in the English language, maybe in German. I haven't investigated um, the actual method and how to actually implement Lumen's method in the proper and correct way. And I will be sharing this in an upcoming issue of my monthly written letter 
which is still has the working title of the Scott Shepard letter, uh, and or probably a book of some sort in the future. But the bottom line is this, ladies and gentlemen, is there's no shortcuts. Do things the hard way. Do it now. Do it right. Do the hard part first. In fact, only do the hard part. If it's easy, you're wasting your time. I tried for about a year to teach myself Python, the programming language. I kept trying and failing, trying and failing, until I took a course by a guy named Zed Shaw, and it was called Learn Python the Hard Way. He made you write out every single little character in detail and take note cards, and I did it the hard way. But guess what? I learned programming, and I learned JavaScript, Python, all of it after that, thanks to my man, Zed Shaw. So do it the hard way. Do it the right way. But also remember to never, ever compromise on the most important principle of all, which is to always stay crispy, my friends. Scott Shepard, signing off. Hey, real quick. This podcast was made possible by my sponsor, which is me. Yes, frickin' me, Sir Scott of Shepard. You see, I am committed to never shilling some dildo-freaking-hipster-crappy product like all the other podcasters do, all right? So my only ask is that you spend 10 seconds right now, pull to the side of the road, even if you're on the frickin' freeway, and rate and review this podcast. Then share it with a friend. That's my only ask. You see, this will help spread my movement. I want to create an army of 1,000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers who get to spend their days doing what they love, writing, creating, thinking, and taking notes using analog tools, while also making multiple six figures if they even choose to. And more importantly, I want to help my people build a tribe, a tribe of people that they were meant to serve. And so by rating and reviewing this podcast right now, you will directly help me and many others in achieving this mission. Peace.